counter conflicts between its own profits and our safety. Facebook consistently resolved these conflicts in favor of its own profits. The result has been more division, more harm, more lies, more threats, and more combat. In some cases, this, this dangerous online talk has led to actual violence that harms and even kills people. And that voice you just heard was Frances Haugen. She is the former Facebook data scientist with some bombshell testimony earlier today in front of a U.S. Senate subcommittee regarding Facebook. And for more on the fallout and what this might mean to you as a Facebook user is cybersecurity expert David Shipley, who joins us here on Global News Radio. David, good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right, so much to pour over here. I literally don't know where to start. So uh, just let me start with this, this question uh, for you. What stood out the most from this testimony earlier today uh, for you? I think it was the damning realization, or at least what I hope is the damning realization, that they're no longer just sort of the nerds that built something accidental and, you know, there's good and bad. They're the business executives and leaders who were presented with data of the real harm they were causing society and individuals and chose to continue that harm to maximize their, their profits. That's the evil of this story, is the choice was made to damn the consequences and continue the harm. And not only that, but according to Frances Hogan, she said that they had the ability to kind of stop that harm and did for a little while during the U.S. election, correct? And then afterwards, uh, they kind of, uh, you know, shut those safeguards off again? Exactly. So they, they, they literally decommissioned the team, you know, mission accomplished, and uh, then set about almost intentionally, um, based on some of the testimony, laying the groundwork for uh, January 6th. And let's not forget, like, that was a... That was potentially a pivotal moment in our civilization, and they made choices that made that situation worse than it ever had to be. Um, and, and, you know, when we talk about this, you know, I, I've called social media the new tobacco uh, for a long time because of the harms it's doing for individuals and society. But the analogy is even more apt because now we know they knew the harm they were causing. They had run experiments. Jeff, this is what, how evil this is. They knew that Instagram was leading young girls towards uh, self-harm, anorexia and, anorexia, and other body dysmorphic disorders. They, they had that theory. They ran experiments on real people and validated that their algorithms are prioritizing anorexic uh, content and video that are harming girls. And then they did nothing these are obviously some damning accusations with some uh, really troublesome uh, consequences as you just outlined there uh, david have we heard from mark zuckerberg at all on this well apparently he's off sailing um and that has certainly riled up the u.s uh political leaders um as they're sitting through this testimony today um, and one has to wonder about um, the choices made, knowing that this testimony was coming um, to just basically say, I don't care, um, because maybe it's the most honest thing that they could have done in the situation is that they show us how much they value our, our, our society, children, the well-being of our country. Um, you know, the defense of Facebook in the past when it comes to some of these allegations and accusations has been basically, I think, David, that uh, we're just too big. I mean, with two billion users, you can't possibly uh, control or police uh, all of the content and uh, what's going on. Do you expect that we're going to hear that again from uh, Facebook? 
Well, so far, their defense has been, um, yeah, well, maybe we do cause some harm, but look at all the good we're doing. We're connecting the world. People can share their baby photos, and we're helping small businesses. And that's the same as tobacco companies saying, well, cigarettes may cause cancer. They do. Uh, but they also help people lose weight and keep weight off. So uh, you got away with the good and the bad. It's garbage. Uh, we got away the bad. And we have to take a real hard look. Uh, and the testimony today and these stories are shining a light on what government has to do. We have to regulate the algorithms because they cannot self-regulate. They were given the choice to stop poisoning people's news feeds with hateful content, and they chose not to because that would lead to less less ad revenue. So we've got to make that choice for them because they haven't made the adult choice for society. So that's number one. And number two, we need to ban social media use if you're a minor because it's the same harm as alcohol or tobacco in terms of the the damage to individual lives and society as a whole. You know, those are some uh, really sobering and strong words. Uh, do you think that this is a pivotal, pivotal, pivotal moment, I'm sorry, uh, not only for Facebook, but uh, maybe for parents and just Facebook uh, users as a whole? I mean, is this story, it's obviously still percolating uh, today a lot of this uh, testimony it'll be on the top of a lot of newscasts uh, later this evening when people get home do you think that this has got the ability to really change how people see and view and maybe ultimately use or don't use don't continue to use facebook i I honestly jeff i don't know because I, i i would like to think that when presented with such evil as we've seen in the last 48 hours uh, that that this would force big conversations at the individual and societal level. But evil thrives when good people do nothing. And it's so easy now just to say, well, it's just a website. It's not. It is a machine for generating pr- and profiting off of hate. Uh, and it is destroying our lives of our children. It is wrecking families and it is making our democracy unstable. So either we choose to do nothing and bear the consequences, we choose to have a social media. We don't have to get rid of social media, but we can regulate social media so we can benefit from sharing baby pictures without having QAnon. Well, listen, I was going to ask you that very question. What would you say to those that are listening right now that are thinking, really, this isn't that big of a deal. It doesn't affect me personally. Facebook, for the most part, has been a very enjoyable experience for me and my family. I upload photos all the time, uh, let's say, uh, of the kids. So grandparents that live maybe in another province can feel more attached to them and to our family and what's going on. And really, Facebook is nothing but uh, harmless uh, fun and a way to stay connected with uh, family and friends. With the evidence, and the evidence has now been laid bare, that up to a third of all teenage girls will develop mental health and or uh, like suicidal thoughts and uh, lifelong issues with their health because of this. If you if you don't care about a third of all uh, young women in our country, you got bigger issues um, than me telling you social media matters because it's been laid on the table. If you don't care about the acrimony we've now seen with the anti-vaccine movements, with the uh, absolute chaos of the U.S. elections, we got bigger problems than social media. Like, we've got to stop being apathetic. And and what does that mean? And and I've said this before on your show, Jeff, uh, when Parliament sits down uh, with the new minority government, if this is not top of their agenda, I don't know where their head is. Because what was done to the U.S. Capitol could be easily done to Ottawa. And so we have to take our democracy 
uh, seriously, and we have to rein in the greatest threat to it, which is these algorithms deciding to promote, amplify, and profit off of hate. Well, that was my very next question for you, David. It's just uh, how urgent, how much urgency do you think there is amongst, uh, you talk about regulations and uh, the need for a government to do something here, whether it be in the U.S. or our government uh, here in Canada and pushing this to the top of their agenda. Do you think that urgency is there right now? Because as we know, when it comes to regulating something and government uh, moving on something, well, they're not exactly fleet of foot most of the time. How many people lives have to be ruined uh, by depression, suicide, by violence, by medical misinformation. Like, it's not just that we're talking about a a tsunami of mental health here. The body count is climbing on this. And and not even to mention what's happening domestically in Canada. The other damning stuff that's not even happening within our country with respect to Facebook is is proof that the site is is being used to facilitate human trafficking and sex trafficking, uh, and it's causing uh, genocide. Uh, this has been reported in the past with respect to the Rohingya uh, Muslims and, and Myanmar and more. So wake up and, and do something about this. And, and my God, how easy would it be to say, listen, you tried an experiment with your algorithm, uh, deprioritized hateful content. You're turning it back on November 1st. Um, God. Like, I was going to say, it's a pretty quick fix when you talk about algorithms, isn't it? And again, they used it to, during the election. And then according to this uh, whistleblower, turned it back on uh, afterwards uh, or turned that, uh, that algorithm off. I'm sorry. Uh, so it could be a fairly rapid or quick fix here, or at least a first step towards one. A, a first step. And then I would say, like, you know, haul Mark Zuckerberg in front of Parliament. The last time we had Cambridge Analytica, they thumbed their nose at it and said, listen, like, we are going to find your company into the heavens if you don't show up in front of Parliament and own some of this stuff and explain what you're going to do about it. And if you refuse to do something about it, we will. Um, and, you know, we can have a social media where people can freely express their thoughts, but where we're not being gamed and manipulated by an unaccountable algorithm. And uh, that's not the future I want for my family, for my children, for my society. And I hope it's not the future the majority of Canadians uh, want. I got less than a minute here, David, but finally I wanted to ask you, what would your advice be to those listening right now that are concerned about being on Facebook and their Facebook uh, profiles? Get off Facebook. Uh, Honestly, it's the best thing you can do for your mental health. If you didn't find yourself breathing a little bit easier over the the, uh, outage of the last six hours, you know, um, and and certainly think about setting a social media diet and, and, and consuming it with a very skeptical eye to what am I seeing in my newsfeed and how is this thing trying to suck me in? Because it is basically a VLT. It is just a different way of gaming your mind for a different way of taking your money. Um, and so that's, that's a huge thing. And if you're a parent of a child, uh, think real hard about all of the bullying harms that have now been documented, the harm to, to young girls as well, whether you want to continue that and allow your child to be the victim of social media. David, appreciate the time as always. Thanks for joining us on this. You're always welcome. Our cybersecurity expert, David Shipley, here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.